All right. Hey, do I have kids in the room? If you are a young one who's in, normally in one of the classes, you can come down right here because we have a special project for you. So come on down. Let's see. I need a couple right there. And by the way, Laura and Annie are here to receive you. Come on down. Grab the chairs. You can sit. The chairs are on the floor. It is up to you. Chairs or floor? Oh, come on. Chair. Oh, okay. Floor's good. Floor's good. All right. Have a seat. Oh, no. Come on. I'm going to need Zach and I'm going to need Daniel because they're going to help me with something special. So come on up. Zach, you guys can have this seat right there. Any other kids? Anyone who want to be a kid? All right. All right. Tim, if you, there we go. Can you switch my screen? Are we on there? Uh, all right. So I want to tell you something, guys. I want to tell you a story. And by the way, if you don't know, your parents and your grandparents or the people who love you are going to listen in. But I need all your attention up here for okay. You guys all ready? Okay. I want to tell you about a guy who, by the way, had this heart, had this heart for the city of Jerusalem. He didn't even live there. But these people had come. Um, Jeff, are we, can you go to your screen and do it then? Yep. All right, thanks. Um, so in this, he had a heart, and his whole thing was he had heard this. These are representing, which you are, are the walls to the city of Jerusalem. Now, these people called the Babylonians knocked them down. So you're sitting in a section right now where the walls got knocked down. And it hurt his heart because he knew something. Listen to what he knew. Because the walls and the city of Jerusalem were not there, the people of Israel did not feel safe to come to the temple and worship God. Let me say that to you again. Because of the walls of Jerusalem were not there, the people did not feel safe to come to the city to worship God. And so he knew that if they rebuilt the walls, the people would feel safe. They would come back to the city. They would start worshiping God again, and they would be a better nation. And so he came into Jerusalem, and he saw all the rubble. Literally, all of the walls were rocked down. And he says, listen, I think we can rebuild the walls. And so you know what their answer was? Sure, let's get some contractors. Let's get some workers. Let's get some people who are going to build the walls. And he said, no, you're going to do it. And they went, what? I'm just a kid. Yes. They went, I'm just a little kid. I'm, I'm a guy who works in gold. I'm a person who bakes. What do you think? He goes, you can do it. And so the story of Nehemiah, yes, the story of Nehemiah is the people of Jerusalem, not contractors, not special people. I'm sure there were some that helped, but people who just said, hey, I'll build my section. And that's what this is about. So I want you to imagine this is a section over here that was built by one family. And this is a section over here that was built by another family. But we have this section that's going to be built by you guys. You guys are going to help us fill in this section. So here's the question. Do we have any, do you guys see any, did you see any extra blocks? Did you guys see any? Did you see any? Where did you see them? Where did you see the extra blocks at? Well, there's, no, those are sections. Those are set. Did you see any extras? Where were they? Over there. I bet you what, I bet you if you guys got up, I bet you guys could start building this section right here. Do you guys think you could do that? You guys could all help? Okay, so Joey's sitting over there by some. I think there's some over here. 
can you guys all get up and see if you can build this section? Can you guys start doing that? Let's see if you guys can build this section for me. All right. Got a hug while you build. No, 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 no. On the other side, go walk around. Walk around. Walk around. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. No, there's over there. We almost had another wall section come down. All right. Let's see if they can do it. I think they can. Oh. This feels like Mexico, doesn't it? All right. So, as they're building, adults, I know you're going to watch, but you got to watch up here. All right? In Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 20, it says, And I told them of the hand of my God that had been upon me for good, and also of the words that the king had spoken to me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for the good work. They strengthened their hands for the good work, which means the people in the city of Jerusalem said, we can make this happen. And they, listen, started moving blocks. They started moving blocks. Watch this next part. This is chapter three of the book of Nehemiah. And it says this, then Elishib, the high priest, rose up with his brothers, the priest, and they built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and set its doors, and they, consecra- and, and they consecrated as far as the Tower of the Hundred and far as the Tower of Hanel, which means the priests started, oh, they're going higher. They don't want me seen. I see what's happening. There he goes. All right. Here comes Emerus. Emerus is coming from the backside. All right. How did you end up here? I don't know. You're there. Okay. We got this. All right. We have all those. Okay, go around that way. All right. You have, oh, there we go. Section, we're going to put that section in. All right, put that now. Now fill in that end over there. Fill in that end. If there's extra boxes, fill in that. Ethan, I mean, Zach, Zach fill in that section over there. By the way, sometimes Zach looks like Ethan. All right, we almost there? Okay, parents, give your kids a good hand and bring them back to your seat. All right. Now, I want you to notice. Did you notice how quickly that happened? That's pretty quick, right? That's pretty fast. Here's what happens. Watch in Nehemiah 3.3. The son of Hassanah built the fish gate. They laid its beams and set its doors, its bolts, and its bars. And next to them, Merimoth, the son of Uriah son of Hakaz, repaired, and next to them, Meshulam, and the son of Berechiah, and the son of Mezrabel, repaired, and next to them, Zadok, the son of Bana, repaired, and next to them, the Teokites repaired by their nobles. You should see what's happening behind here. This is amazing, by the way. <laughs> they, feel, they feel safe behind the wall. But their nobles would not stoop to serve their Lord. It's amazing. There's a group that says, no, we're not going to get our hands dirty. We're not going to get our hands dirty. Now, I want you to understand something. It's really interesting to me. When they knocked down the walls of Jerusalem, they didn't carry them off. They just knocked them over. Everything that the Israelites needed to rebuild the walls was already there. It was already there. They had to do the hard part of digging it out, moving it, putting it into place. 
But all of the resources they needed were there. What they needed was to know what their purpose was. I just read to you, and I'm going to read to you more, that they started going, wait a minute. I got to do something. I got to take care of my section. Now listen to me of this. This is important. See, the thing is, when we talk about winning the world for Christ, that's overwhelming. We talk about winning the United States for, for Christ, that's overwhelming. When we start talking about winning California or even Newark or Fremont for Christ, that's overwhelming. But that's not what God says. God says, I need you to take care of your section. What I'm telling you is foundational to what we believe as cedars. We talked about this. This was something we talked about at our first gathering. We went up into the mountains to our camp. Folks, your job is to reach your inner circle, your section. You're not to win everybody. It's not your job. You're supposed to handle from your section to your section, from here to there, because that's all they did. Each one of these groups I'm going to read about just came out and said, I don't have to build the whole walls of Jerusalem. I only got to take care of this. I only have to do this. And we're trying to say to you as a church, your job is not to win the world. Your job is to do this. Let's talk about this. Here we go. Next to them, Jediah, son of Har, I love this name, Haramoth, repaired opposite his house. Repaired opposite his house. Meaning that's where he lived and he didn't want the enemy coming into his house. So he made sure that he put up a wall that protected his house. My question is this, who is outside of your house that you need to reach? And next to him, Haddish, the son of Hashabaniah repaired. Next to him, Shulam, the son of Halohesh, ruler of half the district of Jerusalem repaired by the way, he and his daughters. He and his daughters. He said, ladies, let's go. And they did their section. He and his daughters. I will say it. It just happened. I've said it every year. Let me go to Mexico with uh, young girls 15 to 25 who want to build a house. They will build a house like you cannot believe. So every time I read this, I'd be like, yes, I understand that. Because there's a passion about how do we build together. Verse 31, after him, by the way, I'm jumping through. I'm skipping so many of these, of these areas. After them, Malachijah, there you go. One of the goldsmiths repaired as far as the house of the temple servants and the merchants opposite the muster gate and upper chamber of the corner. And between the upper chamber of the corner of the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and the merchants repaired, which means the businessmen got in there. Goldsmiths and merchants said, wait a minute, if we prepare these walls, then we get our city back. We get our city back, I get my businesses back. If I get my business back, we can actually have a community again. See, the thing is, it's not up just to the pastors. It's not up just to the priests. It's not up just to all those people. It's about you saying, wait a minute, this is my community. This is my inner circle. This is the section I need to build. Let me tell you what this happened. 41 sections of the wall were built. 41 in the city of Jerusalem. 41 sections by 41 groups of people. 
So what's interesting is that people on that list are diverse. They're goldsmiths, merchants, band together, the priests, and those who had a common connection. It was this. If we get this wall built, we will be safe, and the people will come back and worship God. Let me say this to you. Do you understand the importance of your section? Do you understand the importance of your inner circle? Do you understand that I can't come into your inner circle? They're not my inner circle. It's not my job to come into your workplace, to your school, to your neighborhood, to your home. That's your place. Those are the people in your inner circle. And you're not called to take on all the woes and all the needs of the church. You only have to worry about your section from here to here. And if everybody does their section, then honestly, the church grows. The church grows. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 6. This is the verse I want you to just to hear. This one might sting a little bit. So we built the wall, and all the wall was joined together to half its height. For the people had a mind to work. See, that's the difference. You have to have a mind that says, I will reach my inner circle. If you don't, it doesn't matter. You can come to small groups and listen and study and learn what it means to reach your inner circle and not reach your inner circle. You can come on Sunday morning and learn what it means to go across the street and not go across the street. It doesn't matter. You can come and learn all these deep truths about God and keep them to yourself. And you're allowed to do that because you're an individual. But the person across the street in your inner circle still is alone and doesn't know Jesus. You have to have a mind that says, I'm going to do that. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to make myself available. There's a person that came into my inner circle in the last three months. I literally was um, at his business two days ago just so that he understands I care for him. We're starting to have these deeper talks. I'm changing my schedule to go and just be so I can hang out. Because he's in my inner circle. It takes me to make a sit say, no, he's mine. Not somebody else's, mine. This is the person. I have to have the mind to change my day, to go, I got to stop by. I got to have, spend five minutes. I got to spend 10 minutes. One time I spent, I was doing my quiet time at his place. Two and a half hours we talked. You have to have a mind that goes, this is my section. It's nobody else's. No one else is going to come and talk to this guy. It's me. It's me. And if I care for him and don't want to see him lost, then I'm going to find a way to spend the time, to have the conversations, to do what I have to do. Or you can just choose to say, I want to come to church. I want to sit. I want to listen. But don't ask me to go across the street. Don't ask me to talk to my neighbor. Don't ask me to talk to the people in my inner circle. And if that was the case, then the reality is the wall wouldn't have made it even halfway. But the people had a mind to work. Nehemiah 4, 14. By the way, opposition rose up. There's this whole group that came in and said, hey, we see that you're doing, and so we're going to come in and we're going to destroy your, your walls. And they all freaked out. They all stopped working because opposition had come. This is the response. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. So let me say this to you. 
What you have in need to reach your inner circle is already here. Just like this rubble was here, you have God's word, you have his Holy Spirit, you have the support of the church, you have a staff that wants to equip you, all the stuff is here. And you have a God who, by the way, who is great and awesome. I'm just going to say this. There is no excuse. There is no excuse. You have all you want. It becomes having a mind that says, I will talk with them. I will share with them. I will, by the way, live my life. And by the way, I don't want you to just to bring them to church. Be church in their lives. One of the things you need to understand is there are people that are in your inner circle that will never come to this building, but you might say, you know what? They might go to one of our home churches. What would it look like for me for the next few months to go to one of our home churches with one of my friends who would maybe feel comfortable there and do life with them? Man, I would miss church on Sunday. Yeah, you're going to be fine. By the way, you're going to heaven already. You're good. They're not. Take them to one of our home churches. Spend time with them. Walk with them answer their questions. And maybe they don't want to go to one of our home churches and they don't want to come here. Then do life and church in their daily lives with them. See, the thing is, they're your inner circle and they're your problem. And that's the thing you need to understand. If they're in your inner circle, they're your problem. And their problem is huge. Their problem is they're lost. And you can help them get found. And you have all the resources that you need. And you have a God who, by the way, is great and awesome. And will fight for you and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Fight for those people around you. Fight for those in your inner circle. Fight for your wife. Fight for your brother. Fight for your, those around you. Fight for your neighborhood. Nehemiah 4.16 From that day on, half of my servants worked on construction, half held spears, shields, bows, and coats of mail, and the leaders stood behind the whole house of Judah. They said, look, if it comes down to it and you're so afraid of being attacked, then half of us will stand and we'll pray and we'll be here for you while the rest of you work. And by the way, the the leadership is standing behind you, supporting you. And that's what this leadership wants to do. We want to equip you, encourage you, and stand behind you because you are the ones who are supposed to be on the front line. You are supposed to be the ones going from here to here. Verse 17, who were building on the wall, those who carried burdens were loaded in such a way that each labored on work with one hand, held his weapon with the, uh, sorry, labored on the work with one hand and held the weapon in the other. Folks, that could be a part of your life. You are going to have to probably live a life where you do your job or you are a parent or you are a friend, but on the other side, you are someone reaching their inner circle. By the way, they had to change how they work to make this happen. So I go into my job to do my job, but I understand that part of me is doing my job. The other part of me is reaching those that are in that situation. And then I love this. This is Nehemiah 6, 15 through 16. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of the mouth of Elul in 52 days. Goldsmiths, merchants, priests, and a guy with his daughters built the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days because 
they built from here to here. Collectively, they built the walls together, but all they had to do is worry about their section from here to here. Was it hard? Yes. Was it grueling at times? Yes. Were they fearful? Yes. But all they had to do is finish their section and rely on everybody else to finish their section as well. And they did it in 52 days. 52 days. I believe that if we were a church, that if just a percentage of our church took on the responsibility to reach their inner circle, we would start to see a growth in our church, a growth in our church that we wouldn't believe. Not in numbers, but in lives changed, whether they attend here or not. Lives changed. We would have people excited because what they did was they talked to somebody and they prayed for them and they took them out to coffee and they shared life with them and they helped them mow their lawn and they helped them clean their gutter and they went on a trip with them or they went on vacation with them and they lived life with them and they did these things and all of a sudden, they just started taking care of their section. And before you know it, lives are transformed. Verse 16, and when all our enemies heard of it, the nations around us were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem, for they perceived that this was the work had been accomplished with the help of our God. Let me tell you something. You're not going to do this on your own. You're going to do this in your inner circle with the help of your God, because he wants your friends one to him more than you do. To finish up, I want to share one last verse with you. God led me to this verse this week, and it's just been something that's been haunting me. This kind of verse is going to come up probably a lot more in our future. It's 2 Corinthians 10, 13. But we will not boast beyond limits, but will boast only with regard to the area of influence that God has assigned to us to reach even to you. See, that's the story. But we'll boast only with regard to the area of influence that God has assigned to us. Listen to me. You have an area that God has assigned to you. It's called your inner circle. It's called the place in which you have influence. I don't have influence in your friends. I don't have influence in your family. You do. I don't have influence um, what happens at your school. You do. I don't have influence that happens on your block. You do. I don't have influence that happens within your extended family. You do. That is the area of your influence. And God goes, in that area of influence, I will give you all the resources that you need. All the resources you need. And by the way, I am a great and awesome God. If you will step out and build from here to here. But I will remind you, it's up to you to have a mind to work a mind to work. You got to make the decision. You got to start saying, I'm going to start meeting with people in my inner circle. You have to say their lives and their eternity is worth it. Because we are here as a church to equip the saints for works of ministry, to reach their inner circle so they can build from here to here and that you fill in the gap of the area of influence that God has given you. Not me, not the staff, not the elders, not the church. You. You. And all the resources are here. We're here. We have your back. We are your champions. We will, we will celebrate with you and we will cheerlead for you. Build from here 
to hear. That's all you have to do. And God, in his amazing awesomeness, takes care of the rest. Those people are in your life, and your job is to build for them a life of eternity, and all you got to do is love them. So, doing your part from here to there. And that's our passion for you today is that you would begin to say, God, what can you do for the people that you have put in my area of influence? And with that, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, may we be a church that the people of its church have a heart for those in their inner circle and understand that all of what they need, all the materials are literally at their feet. They just need to start putting them into place. And you, God, are a great and awesome God and will fight for them and will be there for them. And you have called this leadership to support them and equip them. You have given them opportunities, Father, to be able to be used. Let them begin to to literally pray for their inner circle, to reach out to them. And, Father, let them realize that's all they have to do to be Father, a pleasing, pleasing worshiper of you is just take care of their area of influence. Father, would you help us today to see that, that we would be people that would step in and go, I have a mind for that person in my life. I have a mind for that person in my class. I have a mind for that person at my job. I have a mind for that person on my street. I have a mind for that person who you've put before me. And Father, may we be a people a people that will build from here to there. And I pray this all in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.